There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, welcome back to Be You. So last week's episode was really potent. It was a very full, long episode. And as I said in the introduction for it, it took you, if you listened, to some places that we had never gone before. And I love what I'm hearing back. I love that there are women saying that they never thought that they would ever be interested in something like a red tent or exploring sisterhood, finding relationships with women where you can talk about things like your cycle and menopause and your birthright and your ancestral gifts along with ancestral trauma or patterns. I love that women listening to BU are being opened up to that. And as I've said very transparently, it hasn't been too long since I was opened up to that. And I'm still learning every day and I'm loving it so much. And I just want to say thank you for going there with me. Thank you for receiving that so well. And thank you for opening up your mind and your heart and just your awareness to some beautiful women who have come into my life. So we have so many more really great interviews coming or conversations coming. I think one interview left from my podcast tour in Austin, and that will be Luke Story. If you don't know who Luke Story is, I would start following him now. And it's S-T-O-R-E-Y. He is like the king of biohacking and is just such an expert in that area. And I had a really great conversation with him. So that's going to be coming in a week or two. I have several interviews archived that I'll be bringing to you. And one of them I'm excited about is talking about money with a financial expert, what we need to know as women, um, why it's important that we are educated financially, um, that we're not in the dark, uh, whether we are the breadwinner or not. I've got a great episode with someone who actually teaches women how to launch online businesses. And she just three years ago was a special ed teacher, an elementary school teacher. And three years later, her business that she launched where she's teaching other women how to do the same generated over a million dollars in revenue in the third year. So that's going to be a pretty exciting one to share with you. I also have Tucker Max coming, who is someone who's had several New York Times bestsellers, I think one or two, maybe three that were number one, who owns Scribe Media. 
and we just got a lot cooking for you. So I'm excited about this. I really try to change it up. You might find that one episode is like super crunchy and woo, and then another one's a little fun and punchy. And so I hope you take time to really scroll through the different episodes and the topics and find things that speak to you. You don't have to go in order. I really try to keep a really nice variety for everybody. Having said that though, side note, didn't plan on saying this, but when I said for everybody, you know, remember that when you're creating anything, any type of brand, a business, et cetera, you don't want to try to sell to everyone or appeal to everyone. When I said everyone, I mean you all, (laughs) you listening, um, you and the others who listen, but you don't ever want to try to pitch, sell to, market to, speak to, land with every person out there because then you will lose your audience. You'll lose your ideal client. And so you listening right now, you are my avatar. I, I pictured you when I started this podcast. I could feel who you are. I envisioned where you might be in your journey. And I, I don't take lightly that week after week after week, you're taking time to join me on this podcast and chat with me. I picture that I'm talking to one person right now. You know, I'm not sure where she is in the world right now, what she's doing right now, but she's someone who is fully committed, fully committed to being herself, even if that's scary. Finding who she is underneath all of the layers, all of the roles, all of the expectations, all of the past, all of the trauma, all of the pain, all of the masks, all of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, digging through all of that and excavating the real her, knowing that she may not find herself for another year. She might be someone who's pretty far along on that journey and who's just really excited to hear someone else and know that there are others in the world listening at the same time who are on the same journey. You are somebody who doesn't live your life as a victim. You don't complain about life having control over you. You're someone who may have a lot of pain and heartache, but you don't let that drive the bus. You're someone who is evolving and learning every day how to move towards love and choose love over fear minute by minute. You're someone who is either really open to learning how to regulate the nervous system and release things out of the body, or you've already been doing that for a while, but either way, you value that and you get that talking and talk therapy is great and it's not enough. You're someone who really, really values truth and honesty, understanding that truth is different for every person, honoring everyone else's truth while never, ever, ever compromising your own. You're someone who is tired of apologizing for who she is or who she wants to be. You're someone who is tired of the old narrative of apologizing constantly just for interrupting or talking too much or interjecting an idea or not getting back to someone as fast as they wanted you to. You're you're tired of that old way of being and you've either already stopped apologizing or you're ready to. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. I know as you're listening, you're like, yeah, that's me. All of us in this community are so different. I mean, clearly we've got women in so many different countries, so many different cultures and different age groups, which did surprise me. I really thought most people listening would be around my age. I just turned 50. So I thought like 40 to 55. We have a ton of listeners who are like 25 to 35. 
And I love that. I so celebrate that. I find myself really drawn to a lot of women that are in their early 30s. In the past few years, I noticed right around 32, 33 years old, several of my friends, I'm like, that's so interesting. I also have lots of friends in their 50s. But why 32, 33? Like why? And one of our guests in the past, Erica Alora, who is a very gifted and talented and respected and accomplished intuitive, she shared with me in our private session that my actual soul age or spiritual age, I'm not sure the word she used, is 33. And I thought, oh, maybe that's why. Okay, so again, I digress. Tends to be my style, right? I'm like a self-diagnosed, unmedicated ADD or ADHD maybe. No, probably ADD. And so it tends to be a bit of a loopy, swoopy, bumpy ride with me. But I always somehow make it back home and make it back to center. So thank you for being patient with me and just rolling with that. Okay, so you probably know that everything you want is within your reach. You probably know quite well, and this isn't news to you, for me to say to you that the life that you desire and that you want and that you perhaps secretly long for can absolutely be yours, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm just going to be a reminder today for you that you get to have whatever life you say you get to have. Now, it may not happen when you want it to happen, but it will happen if you say it will. So what's the difference between saying that and saying, God's in control, I have no control? It's that sweet spot that's hard to describe, but it's something you can only feel into And the sweet spot is, I know I have no control, yet I'm taking full responsibility, both and. I know that at the end of the day, I'm not in control of this thing. And I'm in control every minute of how I respond, how I react, how I choose to feel, what I do with my actions, what I say with my words, what goals I set, what vision I set for my life, the kind of people, the type of people the amount of people I surround myself with and I allow to have access to my energy. I'm in full control of who gets to rent space in my head, right? All of that and I also release control of my entire life. Finding and feeling into that sweet spot and living your life through that for me is my truth and for me is total freedom. Because if you just surrender everything, but you don't take any responsibility and you don't, you don't have any type of plan or intention, or you're not conscious about your relationships, the words that come out of your mouth, the way you respond and react to things, right? If you're not conscious of any of that, you take no responsibility of any of that or for any of that. And you say, well, you know, everything's up to God. It's all about the universe. That's just a cop out. It's an easy way to let yourself off the hook, isn't it? That's probably another form of what? Spiritual bypassing. But what if you and I lived our life every moment? Maybe not every moment, right? Because we go offline and then we have to get ourselves back online. But every day, we lived our lives every day with those two things being true at the same time, 100% of the time. And that is, I truly at the end of the day have no control over this whole thing called life. God, that force, that isness, that divine spirit, whatever word each of us uses, that is in control. I have a plan that I did not create that is my destiny. 
and I'm learning my way through that and I'm failing and I'm fumbling and I'm learning lessons every day that get me closer to that divine path that my highest self is calling me home to. And I 100% need to put forth an effort. I can't just sit around and close my eyes and manifest my life. I need to put forward action. I need to decide who I'm going to spend time with, what I'm going to listen to, what I'm going to watch. Does anyone deserve to rent space in my head? What are the ways of being, the the rules, the way of communication, the traditions, the patterns from my family that I will or will not continue, that I will or will not pass down to my children, knowing that my children or their children or their children may never, ever, ever be conscious to this. So they may just continue in a numb, unconscious way, whatever I don't stop. Think about that. If you and I decide that the buck does not stop with us with regard to certain patterns in our family, maybe it's a pattern of, we just don't talk about that. Maybe it's a pattern of giving the silent treatment. Maybe it's a pattern of hostility. Maybe it's a pattern of addiction. So many examples. But if you and I decide that we are not going to make it stop with us, and that's not an easy way to to live, right? Deciding it stops with us is a lot of work. This is what I've been doing for a few years now and I'm committed to. It's the somatic release. It's the forgiveness work. It's, you know, all the trauma recognition of what is the trauma from my childhood? What do I think about that? What do I feel about that? What is my body holding on to? What am I conscious of? What am I not? Who do I need to forgive? What's my ancestral stuff? Like, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a journey. Yet, what a privilege. What a privilege. Why do I say that? Because if you and I are willing to do that, and I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably willing. If you and I are willing to do that, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how messy, how difficult, how long it takes, how gut-wrenching, how scary, if we are committed to doing that, then whether or not our children decide to look at life the same way, certain things will not be passed down to them or their children or their children or their children. So when we talk about having control, that's one example. Not control of the whole thing, yet totally in control of this. You better believe, I mean, God can't do that for me. God can't learn the lessons for me. Can't release that out of my body for me. Can't forgive that person for me can't decide to look at why I scream and yell and react that way for me. I have to do that. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. We are here to experience this life, to learn those lessons, to get closer and closer and closer to what? To unconditional love. So whatever you want, wish you had, the life that you admire that someone else has, or I talk to some people who say things like, gosh, I really love your podcast. I just don't even know where to begin. My family doesn't think that way. My spouse would never be okay with that. Like, you know, it's like being committed to victimhood, committed to, I don't know. Remember, life is about powerful questions. If you ask shitty questions, you get shitty answers. If you ask yourself a very powerful question, you will get a powerful answer. So instead of saying, I don't even know where to be in, I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, my family is so fucked up. There's so much in my family. I love them to death. And there's just a lot of stuff 
I wouldn't even know where to start. And besides that, I mean, life is hard, right? I'm working hard. I've got kids, I've got this, I've got that. That's one way of looking at it. What if we flipped that around and asked a really powerful question? And what if the question we asked ourselves instead of that statement was, what if it didn't have to be this way? What if it got to be different? What if? Just feel the energy of that statement, how much lighter it is. It has a higher vibration. The frequency is just different. What if I were the type of person who didn't say stuff like that? What if I were the type of person who said, you know what? There's so much shit in my family. There's so much shit. There's so much history, so much pain, so much trauma, so much drama. And I get to change that. Like I get to change that. It gets to be me. I get get to be the person who says, no way, Jose, no more. I'm not passing that shit down to my kids. Even though my kids are already teenagers, still, I'm starting right now. I know that what I do energetically is going to affect how I land for those kids, what our relationships are like, which is going to affect how they are in their relationships, which is going to affect their future relationships with their future children, et cetera, et cetera. What if we said that? What if instead of pining for more money, we just figured out a way to do it? And oh, by the way, decided we deserved it and decided it gets to be easy and decided it doesn't have to be so hard and decided that, wait a minute, I'll attract whatever I decide that I'm worth. Like, what if we thought like that? What if we were able to dream up a life that is so amazing that it feels uncomfortable to even say out loud in detail what that life looks like? What if we were able to create that life? I believe we can. Again, in God's timing, only through healing, only if we're willing to do the work of letting go, releasing, forgiving, all that other stuff. I personally don't believe, I'm no expert, but I personally don't believe you can manifest through a bunch of shit. Like you can't be all clogged up, you know, being angry and not forgiving people and holding grudges and shaming yourself and still being controlled by trauma from your childhood and anger toward your parents and feeling like you were the only kid who X, Y, Z, and then sit around and go, I'm going to manifest wealth. I'm going to call in my soul tribe and my dream life partner. I personally don't believe that's possible. They were too gunked up. There's too much sludge. And at the same time, I totally believe that we can get that. All of the things, I really do. And I have seen evidence of this in my own life. I'm telling you, like the amount of peace that I have, the amount of, I started to say clarity. It's not really clarity of thought. It's clarity of energy in my body. Like just this overwhelming feeling of peace. And that's not the spiritual bypassing stuff of, you know, well, I've got some control, whatever. If it's meant to happen, it will, da, da, da. No, total peace, like peace and understanding that I am loved, that I am love, that all there is is love, that's all there ever was, that that's the only option, even when I veer away from it, that that's what I'll go back to, that whatever season I'm in is the one I'm meant to be in. Why? Because I'm in it. That people do the things they do as a result of their own experience lens and their own pain and it has nothing to do with me. And that if it triggers me, that's okay. It's not a problem. It's just an invitation for me to look at myself. That it's all going to be okay, even when it's not. That my children were never mine to begin with anyway. That every time I feel pain and I want to control, it's another invitation to return to what? To love, 
unconditional love. To surrender, to breathe, to let go, to love myself. To believe, and I really believe this, that I deserve abundance. That when I say I'm open to receiving abundance, I believe I deserve it and I believe I will receive it. That's where I want all of you to be. And those of you who are, I love it. I know that a lot of people are not there. And this has nothing to do with better than. It's just that many of us, many of you listening are in bondage. So bondage to your past, bondage to your ancestral trauma, bondage to the patterns in your family, bondage to fear, judgment, self-hatred, victimhood, blaming, shaming, like it's choking you, it's suffocating you. And you can read all the books and you can listen to all the podcasts, but until you decide to take yourself on and dig down into yourself and release and find out what in the world your body is holding on to in that living library that your mind can't remember and get it out of you to write those letters to the people that just have hurt you so badly, to write those letters of anger and then of sadness and then of total appreciation for them teaching you lessons, to get so in touch with and in tune with being in your body that you can allow yourself to feel so that you can heal, so that you can, you know, cry easily and let those motion, emotions move through you, so that you can love every part of yourself. I mean, even the parts that you think are just ugly and embarrassing, but just love them. I so want that for you. Even though I described my life the way I just described it, I still feel like I'm like in preschool on this journey. Every single day I'm reminded of how far I need to go, but here's what I will tell you. I saw this written on Instagram recently. I wish I could tell you who said it. I ended up changing my bio on Instagram because of that. And it's something like, when you and I realize that we have so far to go, yet nowhere to get, we are free. We have so far to go, yet nowhere really to get. There's no destination. There's no place we have to get in order to be enough to be happy, to be at peace, to be loved, to have love, to have abundance, to experience. No, there's no place we need to be, but we have so far to go on the journey. It's like what we talked about in the beginning. It's those two things being true at the same time. When you and I get that, we're free. We're totally free. When we realize that the opinions of other people do not mean shit, we've been giving them so much credit. I'm not going to trade my life for hers. Why do I give a shit what she thinks of me? Why do I hesitate before I post something on Instagram or on Facebook? Why do I think so hard sometimes about how I'm responding in a text message? Why am I so hard on myself? Like, why are we so hard on ourselves? We should be doing this. We should look this way. We should be eating this way. We shouldn't be eating that way. We should be doing more in our work. We should be making more money. We should be feeding our kids better food, especially as mothers. I mean, it's just like as amplified, isn't it? And isn't it? And magnified. It's like a, you know, magnifying glass and a spotlight all at one time on all of our fears and all of our not enoughness when we're a mother. But even though we have all of those thoughts, what if we got to the place where we recognize them 
and we're like, oh, that's interesting. And we just move on. Or we might recognize them and say, oh, I remember where that comes from. Or I'm not sure where that comes from. Let me dig and find out. And then we move on. I mean, one of my things that, that I have not addressed yet with myself, I think I know where it comes from, is just this an immense guilt all the time. Just guilt, 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 guilt. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like I recently just, <laughs> like this is so funny. I recently, it took everything for me to do this to take the cards and gifts that were given to me for my birthday, not in the November that was just recent, the year before. I wouldn't allow myself to move those and do anything with them because I had not written thank you notes. I haven't written thank you notes in years, right? In my head, I write thank you notes because I know that you're supposed to because that's the right thing to do. And I've been always been so bad about actually executing on that actually getting the thank you note written. And all I obsess about is the fact that, well, my sister-in-law then sends thank you notes. Beautiful thank you note every time. My friend Sharon always sends a beautiful thank you note. That's what I should be doing. What kind of person doesn't do that? And I obsess over that. I'm sharing that to say that that's one of the things for me that is, it's my bondage. It's, it's stealing my peace. It's stealing my joy. Either get the thing done or stop beating yourself up, period. But there's a payoff. There's a reason that I beat myself up, right? There's something soothing about that that feels good to me. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about you and I getting free from. Digging in and doing, quote unquote, the work, it makes that make more sense without really needing to understand it. Just knowing that it comes from feeling like we're not good enough. We might be able to zip back through our life and find like a certain memory that triggered it. But from the coaches I've worked with and what I've learned and my certification and being a, a trauma-informed life coach, I will tell you that, you know, it really doesn't matter. What matters is recognizing that there's something underneath that and healing that. Healing that by loving it. Loving that part of ourself. Forgiving that part of ourself. It just takes away its power. If you wish that you could start a business, just know that you can. That's the most important thing is to know that you can and believe that you deserve to and then take action. If you wish you had a really great relationship, then build an amazing relationship with yourself and do the work that we talk about to love yourself properly, to forgive and heal yourself. And you will not believe how different your partner will look to you. If you look at your children and you feel like you've messed up, join the club. All these people out here who act like they've got it all together, they don't. It doesn't matter how much better it's going for them in a certain area of their life. Trust me, in another area, it's not. No matter how perfect it looks, it's not. Someone else is looking at you and thinking the same thing about you. They are not doing it better than you. And who cares if they are? And that's not a way to just make you feel better and say, well, don't worry about it. Who cares? Just don't try. Same thing as before. Of course, you try. Always want to be the best version of yourself and you always want to improve and learn from mistakes, et cetera. But what we don't want is to ever feel like we have to improve ourselves in order to deserve love and be enough. It's that interesting sweet spot between the two. I look back at the life that I had as a child and the life I had when I was married before. And I look at the life I have now. I know my creator, God, gets all the credit. And I was a co-creator of that. 
I was a co-creator of that. I did the work to believe I deserved it. I did the work to believe that I could. And I did the work. I took action. I figured out how to not be in debt. I figured out how to have enough money. I figured out that it was okay for me to walk away from an unhealthy marriage and change a pattern for my children that I had started to repeat and I decided I'm not repeating it. I was willing to go against the grain and be a fruit loop in a world of Cheerios and swim upstream no matter how many people criticized me, mocked me, gossiped about me or heckled me. I was willing to do that. If you're willing to do that, then you will be someone who gets to enjoy the beautiful gift on the other side. And then after doing that, I learned, wow, it's not just about mindset and hard work. It's a lot deeper than that. And I went on this whole journey for the last couple of years of learning, I would say unlearning a lot of the mindset stuff and the things that I thought were the only way to think and the only way to be. And that's when I learned about how everything we experienced as children is filed away in our body, that our nervous system remembers everything. And that's why we behave the way we behave. And it's okay. And there's nothing wrong with it. And we get to change it. And so then I went on a journey of changing it. And I'm saying this not to brag in any way at all. Gosh, I could have done way more than I did. And I could have gone way faster than I did. And I probably could have you know, hurt a lot less and hurt a lot less people along the way, right? I did it very messy. I'm only sharing with you to say that, you know, I didn't just like snap my fingers and have a different life. You can't snap your fingers and have a different life and you can have another life. You can't snap your fingers and have the life you want and you can have the life you want. You can. You can have a life that is just beyond your wildest dreams. If you're thinking of yourself right now, And I love all that. This is interesting. I love it. It makes me think of my friend, Jenny. You know, my life's good. What if it could be even better? Not because it needs to be, but what if it could be? What if saying that life's kind of good and and that you don't really want to change anything? What if that is fear? Again, here comes that weird sweet spot that you can only feel and you can't really describe very well. And that's the difference between saying my life needs to improve or it gets to improve. The life that you could have doesn't make your life bad and wrong. But the more you're willing to heal and release and let go and surrender, the more abundance you can hold and the more abundance you can share with others and give away. And I'm not just talking about financial abundance. So what if you just started saying this every day? I am open to receiving abundance. I am open to receiving abundance. I'm open to receiving abundance in all areas of my life. My health, my finances, my relationships, friendships, intimate relationships, my career, my hobbies. I'm open to receiving abundance in every area of my life and I deserve to receive abundance. Thank you so much for the abundance coming my way. Thank you so much for the abundance that I can already feel in my heart right now. Thank you for the abundance that I already have. What if you were willing to say that every single day and really feel into it? That's a very, very, very powerful manifesting tool. You know that. A powerful magnet for everything you deserve.
Okay, so if this was helpful to you in any way, I would so love it if you would share it with others, if you would text it to people, if you would put it on social media. Remember, we do no no advertising at BU Podcast. And this is how we get it out there. And if you have not yet left a rating and review, please do that. It would mean so much to me, not just to my heart, but also it helps the podcast. So if you would leave a five-star rating and a really nice review, I would be so excited to hear that and to read it. And I will actually read some of those on the air before our next show. Thank you again for your time. Remember, you are loved, you are seen. We've got you and you've got you and God's got you. Breathe, love yourself and surrender. Surrender.